What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Chat. Joining me today is Mo Ayachi from NBA Retweet. Is that what we're going with? That's kind of your thing. RTNBA, yep. RTNBA. Uh, Mo, it's a pleasure to have you here. Nice to meet you, man. Welcome to New York City, the Big Apple. Yes, sir. So let's get right into it. What year? So I'll, I'll give you the proper intro. NBA Retweet, RTNBA on Twitter was discovered in what 2012. year? 2012. Yeah. What year did Twitter even start? 09? Uh, uh, a few years before that. Yeah. So what, at what point in your life were you in 2012? In high school? I think I was a freshman in college, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was like November of 2012. Gotcha. And so I you were in college. Yeah, freshman in college, because I graduated that spring of that 2012. Nice. Yeah. So... Your page started in 2012, and what are you doing? You're posting viral Twitter moments in yeah. the NBA uh, for other people to retweet and grow. But my favorite thing, because it connects personally with me, I have a big sports Snapchat account, and my whole thing is interaction with the followers. Yeah. Because a lot of people, these brand accounts, ESPN, Bleacher, right, they're posting for people to see. You were posting and DMing with people to actually build a community. Talk yeah. about how like important that is. I could tell you did your research. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so early on, I would have like follow Fridays where I would have communities of like teams where I'd put like five, six people in charge of like that fan nation. So for instance, shout out to Spurs Nation. They're really big when I was go- uh, getting bigger. And I know their Twitter hashtag, I think it was like Go Spurs Go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do every Friday where I try to like the top five or six fans that I thought were big. And I did this for every single team. And, like, anyone would DM me, I would DM them back. And, like, the early on days, you couldn't just DM anyone on Twitter. I would actually follow these people back Mm -hmm. so that it opened up my inbox. So a lot of these other accounts weren't really following people back. And you couldn't get in contact with them. You just tweet them and just hope they tweet you back. Um, So I was the one that stood out. And I kind of fell out. Like, I was just doing it because I want to interact with people. Mm -hmm. But it ended up putting me in a different area. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever had NBA players slide into your DMs? All the time, yeah. All the time. Yeah. For what are they looking for? So I saw an interview with Omar, who was at House of Highlights, now ESPN, and he was actually talking about how people, players, big-name players, A-list players, would DM him like, yo, can you post my clips? Which is, like, crazy to think someone at the level of, like, Russell Westbrook, James Harden could be begging for his clips to be posted on social media, like, when they're everywhere. Do you have, what is kind of the angle if a player's in your DMs? Uh, Sometimes they'll just be like, send me a link, and they'll just expect me to retweet it, which honestly I I don't mind if it's nothing too bad, you know, if it's just a clip or something that happened. If it's a good highlight. Yeah, I don't mind. Sometimes there'll be small talk, and then they'll be like, hey, you mind if you retweet this or whatever? I'm like, yeah, no problem. So nothing too crazy has popped off in there. But you have 
had and currently have relationships with some players in yeah. the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them, if they come to the city and they know they know I'm from Detroit, right. they'll leave me some post-game passes and I'll go say what's up. And then uh, I'm not going to say his name, but one of them has been following me since, like, his middle school days because 2012, think about it. It's been yeah. around for, like, seven, eight years. And he saw me. Big as heck, man. Just imagine this huge player. Yeah. And he's looking at me. He's like, wow. So I finally know the face behind our team VA. And I just died laughing because yeah. I never really thought about it like that. But um, nowadays, like around draft time, I always f- find out, like, oh, my God, this top 10 pick has been following me for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, John Moran was following me. And I was like, oh, crap. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. wild. And then I was like. Do you ever do outreach yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And play- what's the goal in something like that? Hey, you're coming to Detroit. I'm gonna be. Mm, if a player gets injured and he follows me or gotcha. whatever, like, hey, speedy recovery. Why not? You know what I mean. Pairs yeah. up. Why not send some positive vibes his way? It's not gonna hurt me or him. So you've been working on your personal brand a lot, right? Yeah. I've noticed that just recently over like the last year. Right. So pretty. Fresh. And it's a it's a slow build, but it's yeah. a build. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, the. It's more come from Instagram is your focus in terms of using your Instagram presence, RT, MBA on, on Instagram versus Twitter. Like, you don't have a personal Twitter, or you do? I do, but... But it's not, like, that's not... It's not that Twitter. big, and the at name, dude, I changed my I at name for, like, you. two days. <laughs> I changed my at name for, like, two days for fun, yeah. just to mess around. And I tried going back to my old my, my name, and yeah. someone had squatted it. Right. And... I don't know if they're trying to sell me or what, but I can't get a hold of them. So hopefully one day I'll get that at name. Right so, now it's at L-O-M-O, E-L-L-O-M-O-E. Okay. I got maybe 3,000 followers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Me as well. We'll, we'll race to uh, 4,000. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like because your biggest presence is on Twitter, do you, why don't you, or do you think it's important or kind of what is your thought process behind maybe like, not putting your face out there on RTMBA. So I'll just give you an example. My page was all sports highlights. I was going to games. And then I kind of blended the two, right? So I made it personal. I would do my predictions, right? And I deal with all the haters and the trash talking and all that. But I would say 80 to 90% is still highlights and stats and stuff like that. But they know who's running the page. And because we interact with our followers, I think they appreciate like, okay, I get who's behind the account and they give back. They're not just doing this because they have followers. Do you, is there a reason why you haven't like ever done an RTMBA podcast? Is there a reason why you haven't necessarily made your finals predictions? Is there like just a reason to separate on Twitter or Instagram, et cetera? Yeah, so uh, I would say in like my sophomore year of high school, so I don't know, I think it would be like 2009, mm-hmm. I was pretty big on Modern Warfare 2. Gamertag just tried to stop me. Like I had a lot of fans. It was like a huge name. Yeah. I used to host like 10th Prestige lobbies and stuff. And in the gaming community, you're all about the name and not yourself. You're, you're, you're behind it. Absolutely. And you're kind of staying away from trying to be, like, being able to get docs and stuff like that. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh-huh. Or people, like, post all your information. So that's kind of, like, the community uh-huh. I was raised in. So I kind of took that thing to RTMBA when I first started it. But after a while, I'm just like, I'm not hiding anything. Right. Let me just do me. Because so. you mentioned that the followers are aware you're a Pistons fan. Yeah. So you kind of have done it. Yeah. But you haven't gone to the point of, like, this is me and this is my So page. I did, I think, uh, three or four periscopes during the NBA Finals mm-hmm. last year. 
bringing my face out yeah. and I had a bunch of viewers on Twitter and whatnot, but uh, people were like, holy crap, like, this is you, like, right. you know, like, what's going on? And then I've also recently plugged in my personal on my RTMB Instagram yep. in the bio, if you click on more. Right. So if people really want to know who it is yeah. and they really care, they'll figure it out. And then um, I've been able to grow my Snapchat yep. um, up to, like, 150, 200,000 viewers. I know you're still a king of the sports yeah. one, but hopefully one day we'll race to that one. Yeah. Um, I've done, like, two or three face reveals. Um and people are really interested, and they want to know, like, who it is, because they either like or they hate my opinions. Yeah. And you know, just like you, like, people will talk crap no matter what. Right. Why not just take it in? It is what it is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what else is kind of, you've been working on personal branding for a while, is, you know, you, you're now on TikTok as well. What is, like, the next goal? Is it to just build out as many platforms? Is it to start a podcast? I know you talked a lot about YouTube and a podcast you've done prior. Yeah. Like, where where do we go from here? Yeah, so about that podcast you mentioned, um, I was working on my YouTube channel, nothing, not like growth or anything, mm-hmm. literally just filming. And I'm not going to say the idea because... Yeah, you were super stoked about yeah, the I'm idea. Yeah, st- I still am. But, you know, with some of these players, their schedules are so hard to align with. Yeah, it's impossible. Um, and then, as I mentioned to you before we got on this podcast, my car was stolen with a bunch of belongings hours after that podcast. So I was kind of, like, not out there, and I kind of just changed my goals just for a little bit. Yep. But um, I actually filmed 90% of my first two videos and we just have to meet up with the actual player for the last 10%. Gotcha. So the work is done, um, and I have been kind of slacking off connecting with the player, but, I mean, it's 2020. Hopefully we get it done this year because once I get these two or three videos in the vault, I'm going to start releasing them. I, I don't want to have one video and then release it, and then who knows, three, four months go without another video. No, I want to have at least right. maybe three in mind. And what's the overall goal with all of this? Like, like, what do you love about so, – because some people in social media world actually just fall into it. They're really good at it, and they're like, okay, I know this. I'm going to do this. Some people want to become sports broadcasters, and they use this as a platform to elevate. Do you have an eventual goal outside of, like, this is a nice source of income. It's a nice – it connects you. That's always been my biggest thing, right, is, sure, like, ad deals and partnerships are really cool. But when you can go to the NBA even or teams or players, like these are opportunities you wouldn't be able to get with just your a- average job. Even if you worked for the NBA, yeah. you wouldn't be able to work with these players in this way. It's all for the bigger picture. So what is like the biggest goal and the best part of running an account at that size? Yeah, so li- when you listen to the podcast, I was selling my 9 to 5 job with Chevrolet mm-hmm. doing marketing for like nine different states. Um I quit in September to focus on this and focus on the bigger picture. Um, and it's been like five, six months strong now. Um, and I've always told people at the end of the day, I probably just want to have my own agency, mm-hmm. like a really big agency, and maybe specialize in like sports and maybe artists, uh, social media profiles and whatnot. Because if you're relevant nowadays, your social media is going to be relevant. I don't care what platform, like you have to be relevant online. Mm-hmm. Um, there are the like the Jay-Z's where he really doesn't use it, but Jay-Z is one of those, right. he's like a, like a goat, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it is what it is. So maybe just have an agency and have a bunch of people around me working with me uh, 
and who knows, maybe one day NFL, NBA players, MLB, soccer, anything are coming to my agency. They want me to run their or they're coming up with their strategies and whatnot. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the goal, but nothing's like definite. How long do you think this personal branding thing will last? Because in reality, it in my opinion, it's forever. Like yeah. it's a different now that personal branding is on social and it's YouTube and and that such. It was the same back in the day. It was just who could get in what magazine. It was all. It's always been a PR thing. Yeah. Um, what's your outlook on just branding? Like, is that the type of agency you would want? It's just marketing players and making them last after they're in the game, making them extremely valuable while they're in the league because that can be such a short time. Yeah, providing value to them in any way possible. And then when you're done, when you're done playing, still being able to get the revenue streams. You know, a lot of these players will stop playing and then their pockets are starting to become empty right. and they're starting looking around and whatnot. So, um, for instance, I think the Yankees, I'm not too big on baseball, but Yankees signed that pitcher with a record-breaking deal, right? Yeah, Garrett Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole. I had no idea who he was before right. that contract signing. So it's like, dude, he had no personal brand, but obviously he's set for life now. Yes. But there's all these other players. Let's just say you play for the Braves or something. Mm-hmm. What's your life after baseball? Why don't you make a name in your city or something like that, you know? And become like Spice Adams. Yep. He's killing it. Killing it. People, I talked to him on this podcast. He was episode one. I would say, I think he said something like 90% of people who know him have no clue he played in that. They played for the Bears. I think he played for my Lions. Played for the Niners. And I knew of him, yeah. Yeah. I knew of him when he played in the NFL, but not a lot of people knew that. They're like, wait, what? That meme guy played in the NFL? Yeah. Like, yeah, that big guy played in the NFL, yeah. So for him, I don't know if you asked him this, but I bet you he's having more fun now, and he might not be making as much money, Mm -hmm. but... He's, that wear and tear is not on his body. He's not waking up for 6 a.m. workouts, 5 p.m. workouts. You know what I mean? He's not going game right. days taking pain pills and whatever. You know, it's, And it's he's blessed because, I mean, he was an all-world athlete. He yeah. made the NFL. But he's also, like, if that had never happened, he comedian. is so funny. Yeah, like, he yeah. just is a comedian. Some players aren't, which proves how important the branding is. MLB has a massive issue with it. Mike Trout. He's the best player in baseball. Some people are saying he's the best player of all time already. Yeah. Like, all his advanced numbers say he's incredible. People, If Mike Trout walked down the street in New York City and LeBron James walked down the street in New York City. Everyone's by LeBron. Yeah. yeah. It's not even close. I walked by David Ortiz right outside our office. I obviously knew who he Big was. Poppy, and, yeah. and he is one of the strongest personal brands. No one else, like, even When was this? Was this after he got robbed? Or Yeah, yeah this was, this was like, a few weeks ago. Okay. So, so like, he's, he's been out, Yeah, huh? he's been totally okay. fine. He's been back in the studio already. Um, so, and you look at someone like A-Rod, right? Like, A-Rod, I walked by him, and everyone knew who A-Rod was. Because in New York. Because in New York, but and also J-Lo. J-Lo yeah. He's becoming a business mogul, but not only, like, a bunch of these super successful athletes become business investors, all that, but not, like, out front, out facing, like he's kind of doing, making a big deal about it. Yeah. So baseball has a serious issue. But you said you don't like baseball, but no, I something no, I don't no, like I, it. You're I just don't not know, right. Yeah, I don't know enough about. So it. I was watching the podcast, doing my research. Tell the story if it doesn't bring up too many bad memories of the the FanDuel situation. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh that's funny. You I don't know if up. you wiped that out of your memory, but uh, I play daily fantasy, yeah, so yeah. I appreciated like 
you know, I don't know much about daily fantasy baseball as I would basketball. Yeah. And this story just sounded like absolute heartbreak. Yeah, that's funny. You brought that up. Uh, I was in class, uh, college class. I don't know what year this was, but um, I was on my phone plugging in a lineup. My buddy sent me because I don't know much about baseball. Mm-hmm. So he would have just sent me lineups. And I was entered in one of the bigger contests. And he's pretty good at this, right? It yeah, wasn't he, a he random. Know, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. No, he's been to the. He's won the Millie Maker. Like, oh, really? He does his thing. Yeah. He does his thing. Um, and I'm not going to say his name because he likes to stay behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. um, he sent me this lineup. He's like, plug this in, you fool. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude. And I was like working on it. I, I don't remember how many slots I had left, but I was almost done. And the teacher yelled at me and like tried taking away my phone or something like that. And I just put it away. Uh, and then time passes by. Uh, he hits me up. He's like, yo, like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm just chilling. He's like, no, like, how are you doing? I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, your lineup. I'm like, oh, I never, like, got, I never got it any time. He sent me a screenshot, and he was up, I don't remember, maybe 150, 250,000, something crazy. And I was like, what? <laughs> I could have skipped class, and I could have had this money like yeah. what is going on you, you could have paid for all of college by yeah. just submitting that lineup I could have said bye to dad I probably would have <laughs> took a semester off traveled, <laughs> traveled some maybe invested in a business but instead the next day I was uh, back to back to my college days and and grinding in class so yeah man that it was a rough day and I was just like what the hell am I doing like only if only that teacher knew if right. only that damn teacher knew so yeah. what did you do to move past that? I think it, it brings a, a larger life lesson. Yeah. I don't know necessarily what it is, but, like, do you just kind of shake it off and you're like, well, I guess this is my path now? It's, I believe you know. everything happens for a reason, yeah. honestly. So I believe I'm here today for a reason. Uh, what reason? Besides to be on a podcast. <laughs> uh, I really don't, like. I believe, like, there's a path for me, and, and I'm just following that path. Like, even if something bad happens, I guess this is, like, a positive mindset to have is, like, I kind of just say, all right, it's just happening for a reason. There's only something better. It's funny. Today I saw a story. Uh, someone said, like, imagine someone told you you needed 25 rejections to get that one big goal of yours. Mm-hmm. Now imagine you're 10 rejections away from it. How happy would you be knowing you're that close to it? Right. That kind of just stuck in my head. I'm like, you never know. I like that. Yeah, so we always get something on the first try. We always end the podcast with your biggest advice so we've interviewed a bunch of influencers and creators i don't know what bucket you put yourself in but we always close with what's your biggest advice to someone who wants to become you know kind of what you've done or just an overall life lesson so i like the little bit of advice you just dropped but if you have anything like that would be like your core advice to someone because i'm sure the way you interact with your your followers I'm sure a lot will ask, like, oh, bro, how'd you get started? Because I get that all the time. Yeah. How do you start a podcast? How do you do this? And you've mentioned you always actually enjoy helping people out because you were just a regular guy who was messing around with Twitter. Exactly. Um, so if you have any advice, that would be great. Yeah, so consistency. Consistency, consistency. Every single day, I think I have tweeted every single day since the day I made the account, no matter what country I went to. Mm-hmm. Or if I didn't have service, I found a way same with posting on every single platform every single day. Not my personal though. That's different. Right. But on our team game and other channels. But if you want to grow your personal exactly, do it. Exactly. Right. So consistency and I know some days you just won't be in the right mindset, but you know what? You just gotta do it. And I'll have friends that will send me a picture and a caption and be like, What do you think? 
and I have this like funny thing, just STFU and post. Yeah. Like just post it. You have content, put it out there. And it's funny when I was going on Instagram and I, I was like losing followers daily and I was having trouble and I had a Buster, you know Buster. Yep. And he was like one word. I was like, What up? He's like consistency. I'm like, you know what? That's right, that's what I did with Twitter. You know, why can't I do that with Instagram? And then here I am now. I think that's like two years later, doing pretty well on Instagram. So yeah, and just do it no matter what. Like even let's just say your mom's mad at you that that day your dad is whatever, dude. Just go be consistent. Post every day. Maybe one tweet will pop off. One post will pop off. They'll see all your content and they'll be like, "Wow, I like this guy's content. I'll follow." That's all it takes. And I think you had Lee Giraffe or whatever on here. Giraffe. Giraffe. Yeah. Dude, look at him. Yeah. I think that's the fastest growing account I've ever seen on social media. It blew Outside up, like, of uh, Charlie D'Amelio, yeah, the TikTok that's star. That's a different kind of. Yeah, but dude, this, this dude blew up. It's It was insane. And he was doing it for how long? Uh, Well, he was, I don't know how long he was like posting. He like created the account on yeah. Instagram because of all the credit he got on Reddit and stuff. Yeah. Um, and now he's being consistent and he's kind of plateaued a little, honestly. Okay, okay. Because... I just think, like, how many... How, it's a very niche audience, Everyone's but I think... Everyone's trying to do it. Huh? Everyone's trying to do what he's doing. Not necessarily that. It's just, like, how many people want to see LeBron Duran as a giraffe? Yeah. But he expanded, and he is staying consistent, and I think it's, like, one more, right? It could lead to... Okay, he makes a great James Harden one. Now that one blows up, and his growth doubles. But it already led to he got a new job as a creative director uh, there you at go. a company. And, like, right? And you can say that's off of one post. Exactly. The one that blew him up. But if he hadn't been consistent with doing his idea and continuing to do it before it blew up, my biggest thing is, like, people always DM me, hey, I'm starting this new sports page on Instagram. I get this DM on Instagram. It's every day, five times a day right, at least. five times a day. Can you help me out? Uh, can you post me? Can you shout me out? I say, run the page for... Three months, a month, six months, a year, then come back to me. That's funny because I do I, the same exact thing. I don't think a single person's ever. If come I back could, to me. if if someone does that and DMs me in three months and I see they've been consistent, yeah, I will give them my time because I believe Absolutely. in them, dude. That's all it takes. Absolutely, that's all it takes. And even my friend started a food food account locally. Uh-huh. I said, hey, hit me up in three months, and I got you. Right. I peeped it, I think, like two weeks ago. Yeah. He hasn't posted in two months. Right. So, come on. <laughs> you have me with you almost right. every day. But why do you just expect me to help? Like They think they're going to blow up after three posts. Right. It's really, it's not, it's not, if if you can do that, everyone will And most it. of these accounts who are asking to be, po- whatever, they probably won't even blow up after three or six or a year. It's been eight years for you now. I'm now on two and a half years of posting Every single day, every 30 minutes. Like, you're talking about consistency. This is the stuff. The the confusion is social media. Everything happens so quick and everything's viral. But the growth isn't. It yeah. really just takes... takes you're going to hit walls. Except TikTok. You're going to hit walls. TikTok well, is... We can talk about that engagement stuff. Yes. It feels kind of yeah. off. I, I don't know some of it might be artificial, but maybe they're just trying to back it up. And, so I'm not... I feel very similar to you because I know like how how genuine it feels to have Twitter followers versus TikTok followers. I don't know if it's artificial or not. I think we'll find out fairly soon. But I do think you post an advertisement or some you're trying to drive towards something, a new podcast on Twitter, Instagram, right? Th- these are like activatable audiences. People follow your content on TikTok. It's really good content. How well are you going to be able to Convert, activate? Exactly. Or, but there maybe their long-term play is 
just a rev share model, like kind of like what YouTube does. YouTubers obviously sell merch at the wazoo and like yeah. they crush that, but maybe it's, you know, Chipotle gives TikTok a million dollars and then they stick $10,000 worth of ads on the top TikTok creators. Maybe that's how they monetize, but I don't know outside of like the Charlie D'Amelio's and these massive names, like these random guys who make funny videos with 200,000, what is the next step for them? I don't really know. I'm wondering the same. I saw they got the like the TikTok live thing going on. Yeah. But I don't really understand it. Well, so it's like Twitch in a way where people can pay or tokenized money kind of give you as like tips. But you're right. I don't really know what the uh, necessary like requirement to get a kid to pay someone and like what content. If you're really funny on TikTok, do they care about like a Q&A with you? I don't really know. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, so TikTok, we will we will see in a while. I'm curious, but you're on the platform. Yeah. You're doing it. So I post, I'm the only one that's ever touched my accounts. Do you have, I know a lot of people because they're doing a million things. It's yeah. tough to get, to be consistent and do all that. What platforms do you have, not full control over, but you're posting everything on or you're doing everything across the I board? have 100% control. I am the only person on Every single RTMBA account. Uh-huh. Now the other accounts that I've built along with it, yep. um, I have assigned a few people that I trust, uh, some locally, some down south and whatnot. But RTMBA is me. I don't think anyone else has ever tweeted on there. I might have given my phone to a couple friends right. here and there, but a lot of the stuff is me. So yeah, tick, uh, So that's the thing with me is I'm kind of I'm trying to stand out. The RTMBA brand is not only on Twitter, not only on Instagram, not only on TikTok, but it's on. Uh, Snapchat too yep. and I feel like it's pretty big on Twitter Snapchat and Instagram definitely can be bigger and then TikTok I'm working on so I'm just trying to be on all platforms and I'm sure you are too absolutely yeah Um, what's our ETA on the YouTube drop because the idea has been hyped up you know it's it's all on the athlete yeah. these these guys will wake up one day will end up in like Vegas out of nowhere yeah. or like New York or, so it's all on the athlete but that. my work on my end is done but I got to do a better I got to do a better thing of like connecting with the player and like letting him know like hey please like these are 5 days like right. which one can you do right. and I'll be on call type thing what is what's your thoughts on cuz we've just done a lot of platform talk on podcasting why having you really I mean, it makes sense. I know uh, my sports update maybe started their own podcast, which I had is no a, idea. which is a similar page to yours yeah. in a way, not as broad um, across other platforms. But have you thought about it? What do you think of the industry in general? Right, because everything goes in waves. So yeah. where do you kind of view podcasts? It's funny. There was uh, some a local guy around Detroit. I was like, pretty much telling me like, "Hey, please let's start this podcast." I think this was two years ago. I'm like, man, podcasts are like the mainstream thing, man. It's blown out. Little did I know. <laughs> little did I know. And yeah. now it's like the big thing. It's so and busy. And so if I would have gotten started like two years ago and been consistent, right. I would have maybe had a little, you know, pretty set. And he was telling me, he was, he was like, and I thought I, I, I thought at that point I knew it all. Obviously, no. Right. Um I love talking, though, and I am coming more out of the shell. So that's probably what it was. Um, I probably just right. wasn't in there. And it's funny because I was recording a podcast before his brand. It's not big at all, but I was doing it under my personal name. I didn't want our team to be connected to it right. because I wanted to practice talking and listening over to myself and whatnot. So I have a bunch of podcasts out there, maybe like 
at least 20 to 30 recorded, not under our team, like under a different name. Yeah. Um, that I don't even know how many views it's gotten, but I have practiced in the past and whatnot. Um, so I don't really don't know. Podcasts are dope, and I think um, the ad the ad way could be lucrative. Yep. And I listen, sometimes I'll listen to the local radios in Detroit, and I'll think they're, like, talking, like, having conversations. But in, if you're a marketer, they're just selling, and someone's paying them to exactly. talk about that. A lot of people don't understand that. Right. So there's programmatic ads, and then there's dynamic ads. And one yeah. is, it sounds clear, you're just mentioning this razor brand. And then there's one that is like, I actually use these razors, and I shaved last night, and I cut myself, which is why I'm wearing this Band-Aid like Dwayne Wade, but it's because of Harry's razors. Yeah. Um, we just gave free love to Harry's razors. They're not actually a sponsor. And like, but like, that's what yeah. it sounds like. FanDuel, I actually played on when right. I used to promote them. And it was easy to promote because I knew yeah. what was going on. I could be the customer support if anyone exactly. had a question. So stuff like that. So I think the craziest part is two years ago, right, it felt busy in podcasting. Now, two years later, it feels really busy in podcasting. Dude, like you in got two a podcast, more years, PR, right, everyone. In two more years, it'll probably be a similar thing. You'll look back and be like, wow, that felt busy. It's even busier now because now – TikTok almost feels like the the shelf life to grow as viral as people are is like short because everyone's just blowing up and everyone's like, get on the platform, get on the platform. And people are probably like, eh. And I'm sure YouTube, I don't remember it as well, but I I would imagine 2012 to 2014, people are probably like, oh, it's so busy. Everyone's doing YouTube. Now in 2020, like you have to almost have a YouTube channel. It's yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Are you on YouTube? I, I started to do some YouTube. So okay. I'm testing different stuff out. So I've done, like, I had a kid cut up a highlight mix. I was curious, like, if I could drive through Snap, what would that be? Um, and then I did a vlog. So I'm, like, trying some vlogs. I just think just trying different things. It is a lot of effort, and it's time-consuming, and it it's you have to invest because YouTube is more of like a, I would say a more expensive platform in terms of you need the tools and resources and editing. Record at least like 10-minute videos. And yeah, stuff. exactly, yeah. and 10 minutes versus one TikTok tweet. TikTok is 15 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just testing different things out, but it's kind of been fun. Like it's a new platform to experiment with. Um you just got to try things. Exactly, and that's what I tell everyone. Right. And be there. consistent once you do it, right? Exactly. It's like, I, and you admitted some of your shortcomings. That's the same with me. Like, I've posted on YouTube a few times, but I need to be more consistent. And I'm like, how can I do that when I have so much else going on? But if I want to have a successful YouTube, you got to do it. Yeah, I've never actually posted on YouTube. Yeah. When I was in the gaming community, I'd have, like, fans put clips that they're right. in my lobby. But outside of that... I never really went and posted a video myself, although I did post a video of my TV when Calvin Johnson got robbed versus the Bears. I think it was like game one, like 10 years ago. It was the the Calvin Johnson rule when he caught the yep, ball yep. and he and went he to go celebrate. Yeah. yeah, and they called it incomplete. That yeah. was a game-winning touchdown. Yeah. yeah, I was just so mad that I took my flip phone, recorded my television, put it up on YouTube, and it has... A lot of views, actually. Really? It has so much views that YouTube reached out to me like, hey, you could be making money off this, but at the end of the day, it's not my video. It's right. NFL, so right. I'm staying away from that. Yeah. But uh, that's the only time I ever went and clicked upload myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for coming on thank Snapback Chat. Uh, if you want to find Mo, you can find him at 
is are all the all platforms same username? RTNBA, all platforms, my personal on Instagram, M-O-E-A-Y-A-C-H-E, on Twitter, L-O-M-O, E-L-L-O-M-O-E. It's like a tongue twister. L-O-M-O. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I did it for fun. And yeah. What was the fun? Uh, I was messing with my friend. Yeah. We were kind of like, the, like the British, the English people say, like, uh, hello. Yeah. So I was like, and someone said L-O-M-O to me, and I was like, yeah, I like that. So let me change it to L-O-M-O. And then I got stuck with it. I got it. I yeah. like it. It sticks. All right, fam. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to give us a five-star rating, review, subscribe, unsubscribe. You know the deal. We will catch you next time. Thank you.